1: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
0: Acast powers the world's best
1: podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. wherever you listen to podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com Ladies and gentlemen, good evening. Oh, where have we got? Someone else got something playing?
2: Ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, me. Anyway, I'll put that back on mute. Welcome along, everyone. I hear myself twice. It's been a while, you know. Welcome back to the... He struggled to listen to you once, but then we twice. (laughs) Mm. Uh, Welcome back. We survived 10 days in Blackpool for a magnificent match play and we return for the Live Lounge and there are plenty of talking points. That is for sure, boys. It's been an absolute bumper 10 days of darts, whether that's PDC, WDF, ADC, Live League, you name it, there's been talking points all over the place.
3: And I missed some of it because I was too busy getting pissed.
4: <laughs> right,
2: <laughs> uh, um, welcome along <coughs> to the chat room as well. Everyone was in nice and early. Uh, Tommy, Holly is in. Adrian, how are you doing? Owen, James, welcome along. Andrew, Daniel, how are we? doing um kieran is in uh liam evening my friends. matthew is in graham uh darcy sam uh philip is in said good evening from Mallorca. nice lively touch uh, how are we doing craig hope you enjoyed the uh match play uh, alex good evening of course jim McEwen's in congratulations as well mate champion of champions played some absolutely super super stuff um Bit well good along you, mate, Jim, you boy um so yeah look it's it, it, it's all good. Um well, so you're getting a slap.
5: Why mate? <laughs> what's up? <laughs> have I missed something?
3: Your, yeah, your comment in the chat room, you ask. If
5: someone's not in, that's why that's why, isn't he? Is he man? Someone at a Monday wedding.
3: Ridiculous. Who would hell have gets married on a I'm bloody Monday? <laughs>
5: I might have to find your clip from a few months back when you're sliding people off who got married on a Monday, mate.
3: To be fair, I'll <laughs> say it to my mate's face. He's an absolute idiot. I get why they're doing it, but get get married on a proper day.
2: <laughs> um, Philip, yes, we will talk about the, the um, Vet friend extension. My Twitter was a little bit fiery yesterday. It was all good. But yes, we will.
3: You bought that one on yourself.
2: You don't think I knew
3: exactly yeah. what I was doing. Boise was sat next to me when I did it. <laughs> me, me and Jar had a bit of fun last night. We somehow managed to reignite the what's a major conversation. Um, <laughs> should, LP Metal should, Detector, should we, should good to see you. I saw you uh, jump in on one of my threads as well, defending Fallon Sherratt last night from some absolute morons. Um, yeah, good to see you at the Twitter is an absolute cesspit, but it's it's fantastic. I love it.
2: Yeah, look, it's, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll come on to that um, later on. No doubt, um, but the Winter Gardens—it was hot for the first few days. That is for sure. But just what an unbelievable um, tournament! What you say there, gob about igniting the what's a major? Is it is it too early to drop in the um, the Triple Crown debate then?
3: You want to slap? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, what we're in gonna fact, do no. I'd expect tonight. nothing less from you because, unfortunately, and I was going to say this a lot later, I don't think Sky were that great this week. So, you pushing their agenda fits you perfectly because you're not
2: that <laughs> great.
5: <laughs> not to
3: that, there, there were
2: holes in it. I'm not. There were holes in their coverage. We won't hide that fact. Um, We'll, we'll
4: come
5: on to it, but the Triple Crown does exist. No, it there, there was all... There was all the, Phil, there was all in that coverage. If we followed it, we wouldn't have started this show till about 10 o'clock. That's part of the problem. <laughs> Sitting with <laughs> the rest of the reign of the week. Let's start really late. for We're actually starting
3: at 2am just because... Well, I don't know. <laughs> suits a
2: different audience. <laughs> no! <laughs> um, so... What we're going to do tonight, um, we're not going through every result in a match play because it will um, it will just take too long. What we're going to do for the first couple of rounds, we are going to pick a tie of the round each. Then from the quarterfinals onwards, we'll go for it. Then we've got some best clips of the week to play because, let's be fair, boys, there were plenty and plenty of talking points for us to dive into on and off the hockey. Um, one thing that was clear before we even talk about a game, there are a lot of bored players in the build-up to the match play because they seem to be listening and reading pretty much everything that was said in
3: the build-up to the match play. I couldn't believe it. Could not believe it. After three nights, you've got people going, well, I don't even know I was playing. Come on now.
2: I was written off by these, written off by these. Why is he favourite?
3: <laughs> um, I love that players went and took that start because it gave us talking points early on in the week, but... I, I don't think, especially from our side, not that I'm trying to justify what we do and the opinions that we have. That that speaks for itself. That's a bit arrogant. Um, but I, I don't think at any point we wrote players off here. We never said, oh, no, this player's absolute gash. It was more we bigged up players that had carried so much form in the last couple of months. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's impossible to talk about 32 players in a build-up to a tournament. We struggle to keep our shows under two hours as it is. (laughs) We've just changed our format to discuss the second biggest TV tournament of the year because we're that busy on this show. Hopefully, this format sticks around as well because it might be a little bit more interesting for you guys. So, let us know in the comments if you enjoyed this way of analysing the match play. But it's just too much. But it was not just us, though, but the fact they were reading and listening everything because
2: they were all quoting different organizations or, or different pieces that they've read so literally they must have been glued to everything brilliant right though boys we are going to crack on because this is a busy busy time uh chat room get involved as well so we're going to start with the opening round boys let's get ready to rumble i want your tie of round one
5: You can 1st all the first on round two. So I'm still looking for them all of them. <laughs>
4: <laughs> um,
3: despite the fact it was an absolute car-crashing quality, I really enjoyed Van and lewis because you just didn't know which route was going to go. And it wasn't as if they were missing at the same time. They, they put on spurts of brilliance at the same time. But the one that I really have to pick, it, it just speaks for itself. Uh, was Dirk van diverberg against Ryan Searle. What, an, what a fantastic game of darts that was. Uh, Dirk with a big comeback. Searle looked like he was absolutely set. Both players over the 100 mark. Um, they just got on with it and, and that's the sort of game I absolutely love to see. Um, and you, you couldn't fault that as a contest. Um, there, were, there were key moments that, that swung the match in either direction. It just had you on the edge of your seat constantly. I don't think anybody knew which way it was going, even when the players got matched arts just because of the way the match had gone and how much tension was there and the way they both played you still weren't convinced that it was going to go um know, yeah for me dirk van find dirk van better against ryan so superb contest you voicing
5: see? see the the sort of the story of first round was all around the combats and there was just so many in there from. From Noppie's turn back from Dolan, who was Dolan was outstanding for ten minutes, and then Noppie was stuck with him then and was able to run away. But for me, it has to be the Rob Cross turn back to then Swiss Dolby Yeah, Swiss Dolby's standard dropped from where it was, but turn back from eight two behind in you know, a first to ten um, was then. I was starting to believe that it could be Rob Cross's year. Yeah, I tipped him to do so. But at that point, turn back from eight two down. Even if someone isn't playing that well, he's still there's pressure on every single lead, and to that that level and to keep Dolby away from that ninth lead um, was just top quality from Rob Cross on Monday night. I think that one was. Um, yeah. Wow. So the the story, the story of round one was the was Tom for me. And I think Rob Cross was the was the prettiest of those, so I deserves probably the mention. Yeah, no, look, I I, <clears throat> I agree.
2: I'm, I'm looking at a couple from from round one. The same time as you boys weighing it all up. Um, I've really enjoyed Michael Smith's bottle and character to come back against um, Andrew Gilding. I thought he, the Bully Boy showed some absolute nuts. Um, I really liked Dave Chisnell against Kim Hybrex. I
3: thought that was a great as match. well. thought you that was great,
2: just yeah. a really, really good game. However, Sky completely stitched Chizzy up with the promo because one... They couldn't give him a towel because it looked like he had a river running off his head. And also, his face looked like he'd just been in a sparring
3: session.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and on the graphic
3: they said, previous best winner. They got it completely um, wrong. <laughs> but my
2: favourite tie of round one was Gerwin Price against Martin Schindler. Again, I just thought it was an exceptional game of darts. Um, and that's kind of set the tone for Gezi for me for the rest of the tournament because he was pushed to the limit that Martin Schindler is going to go on and be an absolute fabulous player. Um, There's no question about that. He already is, but I think he's the German hope for me. Right now, I forget Clemens and all that. He's the one that I think will take Germany to the next level and give them that poster boy. Um, Max Hop's just about to fall off a clip. Clemens can't...
5: The The only thing on that, Phil, is that is sort of in that Matt Top situation now that we've seen Matt for a couple of years. He's got to make that step before we then will push away from him because Matt seemed to be there for a while and he was the poster boy but never made that step up. I think Schindler's in that sort of same position um, to do so. One thing that we haven't mentioned, it does deserve a mention because so many of us tipped, um, or not tipped as much, but expected a good run from Johnny Clayton for Robbie John Rodriguez to come to in as the the last seed that he's placed on, was it was the last day or day before, and then today and be Johnny Clayton on the opening night, deserves a mention as well.
2: Yeah, no, but I'm, there's, I'm there's with you so a Yeah, no, look, round one was was just brilliant. Again, individual performances, Joe Cullen deserves a huge shout-out. We know he was fired up, but he was absolutely sensational against Damon Hetter. And before we move on, boys, are there no question marks around Damon Hetter's TV form? because on the floor at times, he's genuinely looked unplayable, but this TV performance is just now creeping in maybe once too often for me to say it was a one-off.
3: Potentially, but I think what you have to look at is just... the number of TV tournaments that players like to qualify for compared to the amount of times you see him on a floor event or a Euro tour is massively off. So the pressure's... Is ridiculously stacked in it. I didn't jump in when you were speaking about Martin Schindler, but he's another player that he's definitely got time on his hands, but he's another player that hasn't picked up those results that can kickstart you. Whereas Dimitri and Luke Humphreys have, and they've taken that next step. You look at players like um, Martin Schindler, Chris Dobie, another one who perform well on TV, but never seem to go that extra mile. Kim Hybrex, five, six years ago, possibly even more than that now, the 2013 Grand Slam was nine years ago. Um, He's another player who looked for all the world and produced performances. He went into a Premier League with a running average of about 96, 97 and, and won one game in the entire campaign or something ridiculous. Just players need to have the knack of winning, and like Damon Hatter's still a relative newbie to PDC darts. Let, let's not forget that. Launched into relative stardom by winning a, a World Series event. Yeah. It'll get there. You'll have dips and, and, and peaks. That's how the sport goes. If you told me the final well, was going to be Price to the Price, no chance, because they were having yeah. massive dips.
5: Just just add to that as well. We mentioned Dan Netter. very, very recently just won the World Cup. So, I know it was short of form. I know he's got a partner with him as well. And it wasn't all around can that. Say, can,
2: but, we, can we not bring the World Cup into this? Because
5: it's just not an individual tournament,
4: is it? It's well, still, it is
2: if it's if going up. on. It the that's the If we're going off that, Barney's record all of a sudden looks better. When MVG handed him World Cups.
5: If we knock down off that, no, if he doesn't no, win no, it, no, do you think Johnny Clayton has the, the run that he's had for the past two years if he doesn't have that first win, that first boost? The,
2: the boost, I'm the boost I'm fine with, but let's not put it in a bracket of making it something bigger
5: than what it is. God, you, I, to, I think it is a, a bad performance. Back. I think it was a bad performance this week in Blackpool for Damon. I think there's still more to come from him on TV. There is question marks there. But he has he's one of this thirty two field that was there that have won a World Series event and he's won a World Cup. There's not that many who have who have done that.
3: That was his debut uh, as well, wasn't it? What? The World Cup? No, I was mate, played last year.
2: Yeah. Didn't it? Um I even Shawnee back. How are we doing? Uh Wiggly Darts Cast is in. How are we going? Lee is in. Um so round two. I would like your game of round two, Gob. You get to go first on this one.
3: No, I don't. I just went first. <laughs>
2: all right, all right, boys. So you get to go first.
5: This one's this one's easy for me. Jose says was outstanding against Rob Cross, but Rob Cross, to average hundred and three point nine eight, and only win eight leads against Jose. just shows what the special want them and, and to watch that game next to you was just even more pleasurable Phil um, because of your despair to James <laughs> I a ball. for me this this game I thought it was he was he was great he, you know it was the 180 seemed to the flow back to where they did in the Premier League last year and um, I just thought it was a it was an outstanding performance there's not not that many in round two who would have beat cross playing like that. I thought he'd needed that performance to knock him out and Jose delivered.
3: Job? Only one game went the distance. And when it goes a distance with the standard that it did, and into extra legs, it's Peter Wright, Christoph Ratajski. The Polish Eagle looked so much more comfortable up on that stage than we've seen him in a long, long time. And Peter Wright turned on the magic that but let's be honest, at that point, were you doubting him that he was going to go back and, and win that title? Because I certainly wasn't. He looked magnificent.
2: Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll touch on that when we get to the quarterfinals because it all unraveled in a, in, in a big way on, on stage for, for Peter right? But yeah, I agree. No, no, those two are the obvious standout. Another one, not quite at those levels, but. I thought Dirk van Dijvenbaer was outstanding to meet Michael Smith as well. In in that, yes, look, Michael Smith started slow and found it tough. But I thought Dirk's performance there was magnificent. But as contests, I completely agree that look, the two standouts were Wright, Rutajski and um, Jose against Rob Cross. Just, just really, really tidy
3: games. Um, in terms of... I want, to, I want to give a shout out here. Look, we're, go- we're definitely going to talk about it in a minute because we're moving on to the quarterfinal stage. But in terms of performance of the round, that went standing off. But the only reason it wasn't in conversation for me for tie of the round is because Daryl Gurney was so far hey, off two, it. But his finishing hey, two, three, two. was ridiculous. And as you say, two players make a game. But in terms of performance, so just keep going and barraging at that level, the checkout percentage, he just cleaned up every single opportunity yeah, then look, Gurney wasn't terrible, wasn't exceptional, but he wasn't terrible. And that performance from Danny Nopper was—I've um, done a full one-eighty on on Danny Nopper from where we were talking about him eighteen months ago, completely.
2: Yeah. Oh, look, now he's one of the players you don't want to draw because yeah. he is just. I, so, I, I, just to so think so how many level. times I've
3: sat there on the show and said that he was. The seed that I'd want to be taking on, or the non seed that I'd, I'd fancy a crack at, didn't fancy it, etc. But he's just so consistent right now at a level that is above an awful lot of players' A games. And that makes him dangerous.
2: Yeah. Completely. Um, uh, Liam, we've got some slides coming up, but not all, mate, because it was a bit of a rush tonight. We have got some coming up and we've got some clips as well to play. There's plenty of talking points. But moving into the quarterfinals, boys, and we, we can look at all four of these because we've got time. And um, we'll start at the top. This was interesting. This got billed as the master versus the apprentice, uh, blah, 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 blah. However, there were more questions after the game than what we had beforehand. One, Demi's antics. Two, Peter Wright's constant dart changing through the game. And three... A very frosty finish.
3: I think one and three link into each other, by the way. The reaction from Dimi, I yeah. think, triggers that frosty handshake. Obviously, disappointment from Peter as well. I, I, I don't think they're going to hate each other. I just think that's in the moment. Okay, you celebrated a bit too much of Peter's liking. Just lost a close one in a, an incredibly high-quality con- high contest. You're not going to be hugging each other and and giving each other a kiss on the cheek, are you? That's just that. So I think that one can go in that category. Part of me feels a little bit... I don't know what the word is now, but I'm I'm glad people are cutting it on to Dimitri antics because I think I was one of the first to to call it out effectively back when he won the match play against Gary Anderson and the constant changing of pace. It can be a fantastic weapon for Dimitri because the fact that he can go in and play comfortably at a slow pace or a rat-a-tat-tat pace just gives him the advantage to dictate pace against pretty much anybody in the field, unless it's somebody who's comfortable playing slow, at which case it doesn't make a difference. When you've got a speedster or someone who's comfortable at a rhythm, it, it, it hands Dimmy a massive advantage, the fact that he can drop his pace down and and still feel comfortable and play at a ridiculous level. I'm not sure we've ever really seen anybody else that can change their pace so significantly and not have an adverse effect on their performance they just have in the past hope this had a small effect on their performance than it would on their opponent for the sake of rambling but the rest of it the the point into the head and the breathing it just it doesn't make sense to me it's not taken from any psychological teachings that I've ever come across it it just feels like he does it because he thinks that's what people want to see and that he's a a level-headed young player that can handle, hear that and everything, but he's not. He's still effectively well, similar age to me now, so he's 26, 27. He's still a child at heart, in my eyes. He's still relatively new to this, and he he should be enjoying it. He should be lapping up the fact that he went back-to-back finals in the match play, and has earned ridiculous amounts of money at a sport that he's very, very talented at. And people would not begrudge him one little bit, being excitable and whatever else, and the constant need to calm it down and say what you think people want to hear from you, I'm just not a fan of. Yeah. Be yourself.
2: Yeah? Peter Wright's dark changing, though. But we went from um, tapered... We, we, we started the tournament with the tapered ones that you played on the Pro Tour. Then we went to the elements, back to the tapered, back to the elements. And in the end, I think his head was fried, Boy. So everyone was saying in the press room, Ray Marl was going nuts, wasn't he?
5: Yeah, it's just he's done a change, and we criticise his change, but a lot of the times he does it, he's on a he's on a pro tour, he's on a World Series. And a lot of the photos for these players is aiming towards being ready for a match play, van pre, you know, you you bid ranting events in your Premier League. The fact he's doing it in the middle of a game where it was four-one up, I think, and then was five-all, and that five-all was where the first change was, if I if I remember right. But at five-all, yeah, we'd lost that session four-one, but he was playing some very very good stuff. He was averaging um, seven or eight points more than Dimi. Dimi just got his way back into the game, but there was no need for Peter to change. No one at that stage was questioning Peter's performance. It was the fact that Dimi just played well and dot himself back into the early stages of a. Best of thirty-one. The the change and the once you've changed once and it hasn't worked and you've only got two sets up with you. Where do you go? That's the problem. It's the fact that you can change it and work, and then happy days. In the sense, I've made the change. It's worked. I've done well here. But it's the fact of I know in a football one using your last sub, you can't do anything else. All you can do then is a sort of an old stool roll on roll off and wind on the last person who. Initially, you told one very good. That's why you brought him off. So you just make yeah. there, there's for me. There's no logic to it that if you want to take I don't know other dots up, but the so difference. you question you sort of questioning yourself already. But you. The first one, didn't about make any sense. It was four one up. When he... It was four one up. Then five oh, apiece when he changed. He changed one, after the break. The first... Yeah, that was the I don't first think he change.
3: Played badly in that second session,
5: though. But no, Dimi just played well.
3: Raises level. And that's the thing. Peter Wright, it almost looks like he can't comprehend his opponent playing well. And at that point, it must be an issue with the darts. But if you're six percent off on your double percentage, you can lose a session four-one.
5: Yeah. Just having a yeah. quick look. Oh, other than that, other than the last lead, Peter missed two darts missed, sorry, missed four darts at a double and me then brought him. But prior to that. It was a 15 dart lead from Dimmer, 15 dart lead from Dimmer, and a 12 dart lead from Dimmer. So it wasn't if there was a, there was a, a last one he missed up out a double and he'd come over to the nines so he's and got then to from throw the side. 12,
3: 15, and then a nine to win those legs? Yeah. A 15's it's in on you can yeah, really
5: it's moan not. about. No. Yeah, it's, I just think um, you're just putting yourself but. on the back foot straight away by having the option of changing.
2: We'll we'll play the clip. Do you want the clip now or do you want the clip... Yeah, we'll we'll do the clip at the end. We'll do all the clips together. Um, But with that defeat, opened the door for the change at the top of the rankings. We'll come on to that in a minute. But that defeat from Snakebite had everyone talking. The second game that evening was sensational. And this was the game I think everyone stood up and took notice There were question marks around Michael Van Gogh heading into this tournament. And it was big question marks because of the operation. Was he ready? We didn't know. His first two games against Adrian Lewis, he was horrific. Joe Cullen, he was never pushed but did enough. But in this game against Aspinall, what a game, boys. And and when these two go at it, it is a joy to watch. And the way he won it with the 1-4-6 was sensational, Boisey
5: yeah it was this is um i can't claim to say that i, I tipped him early on today win it because no one did i don't think down into it but this was the day where i was quite open which i never normally am on social media to say i don't see anyone else winning the title because there was just moments of there of michael being back and not just being back but getting better as the tournament was going on and i know we'll talk about other dames and he dipped slightly in one but it just looked at a level where there was a bit of fear from other players are playing MVG, which we haven't seen for, for quite a while. The, the 1-4-6 was one of the best finishes of the week regarding the moment of it. And asked would have come back and to the level the stores up at 15. It was just a, a sensational performance from Michael. And probably the one thing, then we saw it in the final, but was the 180s. I can't remember. He went on a, a little stint of this back in about 16 where he was peppering the 180s then. For some reason, there was a change, and he used to hit more one and one He got bored. He started trying away. to hit nine
3: darters in a different way because no one else had ever done them.
5: Yeah, yeah. Um, but from that, he, he lost his way on the ridiculous power story. But in this one, then it was it was the difference. It was allowing him opportunities when his doubling wasn't outstanding throughout the whole week, but he was allowing himself that many opportunities that he he got there. And from Lloyd like says, for me, this was probably the defining moment of the week for Michael that everyone sort of stood up and thought he can win it. Even though he's only had an operation a few weeks ago, this person's won the Premier League, and then was given an opportunity and took it. I just thought it was, it's going to be hard to stop the rest of the year if we can take the confidence from this week, because that performance was greater than Zaspen. And just before we obviously don't more into it or move on, Credit started out tonight for Aspinall because he's probably another one. He said it early on in the week when he won his game that people were were saying he wasn't being talked about. He wasn't being talked about it because he wasn't playing well enough to be in the discussion to be talked about to win this tournament. But he answered a lot of those questions, and if he can play to that level, we've got to and win something at the back end of the year. He can certainly put himself back in the midst for the Premier League, which it seems to be where his focus is, and um, just right, hoping. I've got, I've got a we just forgot. I'm just hoping, the one thing I'm just hoping with with Nathan is his focus isn't too much on it because we've seen what's happened with Lou Tom for us plenty of times when all he does for 12 months is talk about one competition instead of focusing on the competitions that you're playing him. But um, no, fair no, play no, to Yeah, I thought you might. It was just a magnificent game. Um Then moving on to the next day. No, we no, can't, no, we can't
2: move on yet. We can't move on yet.
3: Why? What are you? The crowd were shite. Yeah, but Michael spoke about that. Was that was as bad? That was as bad as I've seen him since MVG Taylor, and it, it just that's,
5: makes you lose sure the... faith in something. That's pinnacle. That's probably that's probably what makes that one one of the best. Thought, he didn't even allow an opportunity to boom. It was you that know,
3: quick in that door. The 146 is brilliant, but I'm not sure what we saw from Nathan Aspinall was was fear towards Michael Van Gogh. And look, he was still magnificent, but it was guilt. That back end of the match, Nathan Aspinall was feeling guilty about the way that the crowd were treating Michael Van Gogh. And I'm convinced it affected his performance. Look, whether or not that changes the result, completely different match. If Michael's going to take out that 146 regardless, Nathan had probably left himself too much to do at that point. After he'd fought his way back into the game. But surely the crowd have to realise that it doesn't benefit the player either. Nathan was the perfect example of why you doing that doesn't benefit the player that you're supposed to be supporting. That's not support. Sorry, Sean. I realise it was early for me to drop that S bomb, but that was, there were times this week where the Blackpool crowd was the worst I've ever seen, and it's gradually getting worse and worse and worse. And this, oh, there's and only it, small you, times. Oh, it's been is a huge, improved, thought, is a, much
2: huge improvement. Huge the best last year. The
5: year. I thought i only well, time. I thought, I
2: thought they were that was the only time that you could say they were bad.
5: <laughs> no, Over I think there's one more them. Phil, I think there's one more than's price. I can't remember if it was quarters or Semis. There was a there was a bit too much, but there was there was considering last year we was on about it the behaviour throughout probably each day. I think there was an improvement this year. Really yeah, the, I agree that there should have been better for that one, but I think there was an, a huge improvement from where it was 12 months ago to where where we and, saw last week.
2: And to be fair, there was yes, there was a lot of booing, but I don't remember any whistling specific. There was a fury. I, I said, there might yeah, be, but I don't, I don't remember yeah. a constant barrage of whistling like we've seen before.
3: Yeah, it's just one of... The, you, We just don't like it and we don't expect it from the match play crowd midweek. Like weekends, you're going to get drunks, You're going to get stag dues or whatever you want to call it that have gone there for the piss up. The last one out of lockdown, first one back, people went there because it was an excuse for them to be out on the drink, partying because everywhere else was open, right? So you can almost have that that one-year allowance, but just don't want to see it here because the minute Blackpool falls, that's it, everywhere's gone it's just held in such high regard by us, by the fans, by the people that go there, by the players, as being the most knowledgeable and respectable PDC crowd there is. And the minute that Blackpool goes, that's the stronghold. That's whenever else just just crumbles underneath it and it becomes allowed and accepted. And that's pretty much where the game is anyway. I think
2: everything everything else has
3: crumbled anyway. You still hang out hope for Blackpool just being different. And I, I do it to in fall majority,
2: into that. In, in the majority, I thought they were very good.
5: Yeah, I did as well.
2: Um, but moving on, going Price regained the world number one spot against Jose de Sousa. And I've got no idea how Jose kept it this close. Because we were saying it in the press room, boys, you want me? At one point, he was just taking bombs off Price. But, look, fair play to him. He found a way to, to keep it close. But all I will say is at the biggest moment in the game, his throwing technique let him down, which is what we said. Those last three darts were, we had arm, shoulder, head, and not one of them tr- looked like trouble in a double. At the, at the biggest moment, Jose's technique let him down.
5: Yeah, in, in the last lead it did, but Jose shouldn't have been in that game. It's 13-8 with Price. I think at the time was probably averaging about 106. I think he was, and I dropped a couple of points. In, but Jose shouldn't have even been on eight. <laughs> Price was playing that well and just rampaging yeah. him. Price allowed him the opportunity, and probably the disappointment for Jose fans was the fact that he played so well in them five leads to that back into it. Yeah, he was allowed chances. Price missed. Darts in two of those five legs, but when then it came to it, Jose's level dropped after he'd done all the hard work to get back to 13. All that, like says, he stayed that stage probably shouldn't have been there, should have already left the venue. His price was saying playing so well. So, there's a lot of pros for Jose this week. Um, like says, back to better form than what we've seen the rest of the year, but. It did drop off that last lead, which was a real disappointment. Just one thing in this day, though, at the start, for two one sixties in four yeah. leads was just ridiculous from both of them to pin one in. That is just a yeah. sensational start from. Was it Price? Was it the first in the second lead, and then Jose one in the fourth? Yeah, it was. It, it, it was incredible. all we storing like that, and the fin- the the one sixties. It was just you knew he was always going to see a very good day in there of. Quality, even if the store line, the store line was closer than it should have been.
2: Yeah, uh, so going price went back to provisional world number one. I say provisional because the PDC don't change their rankings officially until the end of the tournament. But he was there. Uh, God, the last quarterfinal. Again, you touched on it. Earlier. That's why I switched you to round because I wanted you to talk about this one.
3: That you did as well. Because whilst Price versus yeah. Souza was going on, I was belting out "Want You Back" on a karaoke stage. So. This is the one I actually saw bits <laughs> of while we were in a sports bar.
2: Um, Noppy was sensational. Absolutely yeah. sensational.
3: Yeah, look, when I saw the score at the first break, I was fearful that this just would be an absolute no contest. Then you see Dirk start getting back into the game and you thought, "Hang about this is where perhaps we see that evolution of Dirk as well. Because since that... Um, grand prix final perhaps estimations of dirk have gone a little bit higher than he was ready for that's what one run can do to you we, we've seen him back it up in some regard a couple of pro tours now the run to the world series final um is it final or semi-final no
2: that got to the world series final in amsterdam yeah you'll make that yeah
3: fine i was there uh, <laughs> um and he started to back up a little bit more. And he just looked so confident. And the fact that he'd already pulled off a comeback once, it didn't look like an issue. And once he took the lead, I thought, hang about it, Danny might have gone here. But he, like I said before, he's just so solid, so consistent. His clutch finishing is ridiculous. Even though he doesn't like double 10, because of his love at tops, it still bails him out of trouble an awful lot. The way his darts kick up the board. The best praise I can say about Danny is he doesn't seem to drag many darts low which would be a real issue for a person with his darts hitting the board at the angle that they do. And when they do, he's solid enough on the 19s anyway, but he doesn't force himself to have to switch an awful lot, which, which just allows him to play such a nice game, so solid, as I said before. And he is a threat for the rest of the majors for the rest of the year. He absolutely has to be. Won the UK, Open, not his best. Terrible final, granted, but I think that was a pressure and the fact that that is... The most difficult weekend of darts these players ever experienced. Semi-final a match play. Now you've got to be worried if you're in Danny Noppert's section of the draw, especially if you're one of the the bigger boys, traditional names that have dropped off form. We've seen a little bit of an inverse this weekend, in that the players that were carrying form into this event lost early, and the players that weren't have gone deep and have sort of recaptured it. And, and that sets up the next. I'd love set sets up the next major really nicely, but it's seven or nine weeks away. It's October. but
2: before before we move on from the quarterfinals altogether, Boise was absolutely fuming with Sky's scheduling of day one as well. That last year's final was the first game on wasn't you, Boise.
5: No logic. Absolutely no logic. I turn out <laughs> last year's finals is the first game as opening the night. I don't care that it's Michael Van Dun and Nathan Aspinall. Last year's final should not be first game of the night. Should be prime final. Especially,
3: especially when you've pushed it back. Yes, Dom. so your Central yes. European audience are already watching, they're already watching our behind us. So our eight pm start became a nine pm start for them. They were what they were watching Michael Van Gogh at midnight. Do not tell me the, the Dutch numbers and, and the rest of Europe did not struggle at the back end of these nights, especially because Michael Van Gogh and Asmore were second on tell me who Sky thinks top dog without telling me they're top dog. We'll go first. Sky are idiots. Sky are idiots. They proved <laughs> it this week. I don't care how long they've been doing this. They they, they should know better by now. The you know, ever, ever, cricket, ever, cricket, ever, just don't going to play
2: plan. first. Oh, you God. say
5: never, ever. You say never, ever. That might change. You never know. No one ever thought Daryl Anderson would be on a Sunday afternoon. Let's be honest. Oh, I, That's a change. conversation.
2: I, I could see that. That that changed about a year ago, believe
5: me. <laughs> yeah, but if, if I'd have asked you that four or five... If I'd have asked you that four or five uh, years uh, ago, yeah. you'd say... Uh, 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 been yeah, been right now, Henry G is never going first.
2: Uh, moving stupid.
3: on... To... Stupid. Incredibly moving stupid. On to the semi-finals. You're not talking, they're just stupid. Stupid. You keep laughing because they're stupid. 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 <laughs> According to them, Michael Van Gowen and Goen Price have never met in a TV final before. Stupid. If so stupid. If, I, if, if, if only I could repeat, <laughs> hey Boise. Mate, look, I know because you've told me and I'm not going to blurt out and, and say what's said, but it's just stupid. If, if Sky were new to darts, I'd completely understand the buzz around saying, oh, this is the first time they've met in a Sky final. and The same with the women's match play, et cetera. Sky have been doing this for over thirty years. We're not idiots. We're not stupid. It's not a big event to you. It can't be a big event to you. Grow up. Acknowledge <laughs> the rest of the sport exists. Because no, because look, let's be honest. Rights and deals are up very soon, and if you're not going to talk about the other half of the PDC product, they're going to sack you off.
5: No, 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 the no, one, one thing I would say. To add to it, though, is the players are now then involved and in saying we haven't met in a star final or we haven't met on. <laughs> yeah, that twice. The
3: players encouraging it, is stupid.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Getting home at
3: three, 3 a.m. Stupid.
2: Uh, moving on, semi-finals. Um, do you want to go in game order or draw bracket order?
0: Stupid. Again, order.
2: They're different. Uh, we'll go draw bracket order then. MVG, um, Dimitri Vandenberg, um, and look, not many people thought Michael was going to win this. The form Dmitry was in, but Michael played a a few subtle mind games, shall we say, um, pressed the right buttons, and Dmitry fell into the trap. Um, but it was one of those games, yes, Dimitri was in front, but we were saying it in the press room, that if Michael got level, there was only one winner because Dimitri was just like clinging onto his throat for dear life in spells, boy.
5: See. Yeah, it was. Yeah, the thing is, we've been slating DMA, Oh Well, Dob's been slating Jimmy, but I agree with what he was saying about it, about the slowing the game down, down. The fact that Michael early on was mimicking Dimi, when I say early on, the previous game. did Dimi then try and not play the Dames that he normally does against Michael? Because for me, in theory, for him to win this game, hey Michael was he playing the, the, the rest of the week then better, if he'd have slowed the Dame down, he had a better chance of winning than playing the way he did. So, yeah. yes, it, I, I don't like that that approach. But it was there a sort of a missed opportunity from Dimi to do so because while Michael was constantly fighting back, if he can slow that fight down, I think there was there was a missed opportunity there from Dimi to play a Dimi Dame, if that's the right way to explain it. But yeah, we was all in sort of in agreement, If Michael got in front, that he would run away. With it. it took him an awful long time to that. There was it. 14, I want leg, to say 14, leg, 13.
2: Leg 29, he went in
5: ahead 15, 14 for the first time. Yeah. So it took him a very long time to that there. But yeah, there was always that sort of confidence that he would run away with it. I'm sure we'll talk about Leg 29 when we move on to the final as well, because he had a crucial sure part to play with Michael once more. But I I feel, it honestly, did. I feel it was a missed, it was a missed opportunity for Dimi to... Have us slad him off, but win a diamond adults Does <laughs> he could have yeah, done what I, he's done? I, 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 just what, just, I just think
2: that Michael's. We'll touch on it a bit, a bit more in a minute. But Michael's mind games the whole week were brilliant. He literally played the field like an absolute fiddle. At times, he played Dimitri by signalling in the warm up, and he did it in his post match as well after the the quarterfinals. Dimitri would have seen that, or if he hadn't. He would have certainly been told and shown it because it was all over social media and, and stuff like that. So he would have seen it. Um, we'll touch on his other masterstroke in a minute. But the other semi-final, got, look, Dane Oppert has played well and got absolutely battered by Gerwin Price. Nine data and genuinely in spells of this game, he looked unplayable.
3: Yeah, I saw some of this, not all of it. I was sat in a beer garden watching this with Dean Wynn Stanley uh, and Lorraine, actually. Uh, one of my friends, actually, at the start of the match, four legs in, went, go Price is in nine dark form here, tried to get on it. And the signal is so terrible in Blackpool, by the way. I've never been to a worse town for phone signal and internet in my life. Um, couldn't get on it and was absolutely devastated. Uh, but yeah, Gezi was solid. He, he just kept clicking the afterburners every time you thought Danny was going to fight his way back in or, or sneak it a bit closer, to those crucial legs where that break comes back and then Danny's throwing or Danny pinches the break and then should be a solid hold and, and gezi capitalizes on one poor visit and, and break straight back again like we said Danny's consistency and, and solid ability has been an extra point ahead um this year compared to where it's been in the past, and he continues to grow and, and reaching this match play semi-final is a combination of that, but going price was magnificent. 102 average over that distance. Just at times unplayable.
5: Has has knocked uh, player enough to be in the Premier League
3: next year? Oh, piss off. You made me swear again. Stop <laughs> it.
4: Sorry, Sean. <laughs>
5: It was a closed question. It was a yes or no answer. Has he done enough to be in the Premier League next year? Stupid.
3: Yes. I, I think he should be. But the fact is A. Well, the fact is i I'm, I'm, okay. I'm
2: not saying he's done enough, but I'm not saying he'll be in. Yeah. But, I don't think yeah. he's
3: done enough by winning the UK Open outright, especially if Michael Van Gogh is going he- to keep winning tournaments. There isn't a lot for everyone else to win.
5: If he'd have um, won the match fight, he'd definitely been in. Dob. We know that.
3: I don't know, because if Joe's had won it, he wouldn't have been. <laughs> <laughs> right. Feels I'm going to not the mine.
2: Other, I'm word, not the, mine. Other, the other mastermind game that Michael Van Gowen played. Gezi obviously went first in his post-match and said whoever he plays in the final, he'd be favourite, which you kind of get from Gezi. He's just played really well, full of confidence, back to world number one. But then MVG said something so un-MVG-like, and I think Price took the bait. Because I've never, ever heard Michael Van Gogh say someone else's favourite in a game. Ever.
3: Lovely to hear him being
2: honest for once. Oh, do you honestly think he believed those words? (laughs) Did he bollocks? (laughs) You swore. Sean, tell him off. Sean, um, get him. Get him. Sean, um, get, him. Get, him. get him. When those words come out of his mouth, he did not believe one word of them. However,
4: what?
2: What? he could have one arm and he'd still think he was the best. Stupid. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but I just I think it was a masterstroke. Almost Taylor esque
3: with the
5: mind games? I don't we, think so. We saw it all. saw it, all the, if
3: it If it was an early bit of domination from Van Gogh and because Price were in there too relaxed, completely understand. But he didn't. And I guess he was bashing him for an awful lot of the game. And just like the round before, he didn't lead until the 29th leg. That's a long way to not be leading for a second favourite. The result completely not different obvious. granted yeah well done he did go on to it i well. I'm, I'm not sure that comment was was as much of a masterstroke as you're making it out of it i think it was i just think um, it was straight up on it
5: i don't so, think you've been honest
2: no because i had a conversation with him afterwards and he genuinely didn't believe that comment that he said <laughs> don't say it then mind games Almost as bad. Oh, there's one which we'll touch on when we talk about shockers in the thing. This made me well laugh as well, but it's not important. Right, moving on. To the final shock horror. We, we all know the result, but it goes down as a match play classic for me. It had drama. It had everything you would want, and MBG wins his second major on the spin, and he now holds the two biggest ones outside the world.
3: <laughs> Stupid.
5: <You'd> really- <laughs> uh, Look,
3: it was, it was a I great the first. I absolutely loved the first couple of days of this tournament, by the way. Absolutely what? loved it. Because the players spent the first two rounds telling everybody how magnificent Blackpool was and how this was the second biggest tournament of the year, which crapped right on the Premier League agenda beautifully. And then they all started oh, talking some...
5: about it like stupid idiots. I've,
2: don't worry. I've, I've, I've got some clips I can put later. Don't worry. Stupid can
5: blow you all the out all. A lot. Dob a lot of the conversations I heard or a lot of the comments that I heard were men around the match play was and it is for me it is the seventh and British, by the way but a lot of them was it's the set and British ranking event of the year. A lot of people chucked in the word ranking event in their comments around it whether how big people, it was.
2: Whether people like it or not, the players hold now hold the Premier League higher than the match play. Whether people like players that
4: or
2: not, they do you can hear by the way they talk, some of them would sell their soul to be in the Premier League.
3: Some of them already have. Sell out. we are in the middle of the match, great. It's seven months away.
2: <laughs> um, but NVG got the job done and, and that one thirty to break, as soon as he went in front, you just thought Price was done because he withstood a barrage to stay in front, but it was just one leg too many to keep MVG at Bayboys.
5: Yeah, and just on just on the back now, spinning back to the the fans in the in the crowd. For me, from that stage, yes, there was all behind MVG, but there was all behind MVG, not all of them. Thurman Price. I was in the arena for the back end of the day. And for me, I thought there was outstanding in their support. And that's what, for me, it should be. It should be more a support instead of a, an entry opponent. That 130 changed it completely. Yes, you had the, the Welsh lads in there as well and your pro support. But once that 138, how they were for MVG and the support for Michael was just was top-notch um, early on. It could have been a one-sided final or a more one-sided final if Michael could take his chances. He missed eight in the first four lads. He missed his ninth one on double 12 for a nine darter and pulled it dreadfully, um, but cleaned it up for a 10. But even then, he, he just carried on missing. But it was just about him getting in front and that he was going to be strong favourite if he did so as we saw in the semi-final. But the, the 130 was a, a key moment in the final. How clean yeah. it was as well. Such a clean finish. There's
3: only been nowhere near <laughs> a finish for the rest of the 29 legs. It was superb.
2: Yeah. And the 1-2-1 one, one to win as well. It was just
5: like from no He wasn't missing that at all. There was no. no... And that was... When I talked about him being... Doing stuff back to where... I don't think he's playing back to his best, what we've seen before. But moments are there, and that was one of them, when he oh. just felt like he was at the board, and that was in a the drop. There were spells everyone felt that that, that were reminiscent of seventeen
2: eighteen. It wasn't funny, but there were spells that were reminiscent.
5: Yeah, that's that's probably the key of it at the moment. He's still playing towards that into seventeen eighteen form. form, um, but there was only spells of it. But spells at the moment are done enough to win a Premier League in a match play, so it's not too bad, is it?
2: yeah um right we're gonna play a clip from michael winning it and then we've got a few match play clips and then we we'll are going to jump into the
4: ladies this, this is probably one of the probably after of course my world championships <laughs> the first premier league title against phil taylor one three two finish this one was right off because everyone probably people at home don't know how much this means to me i've been going through a rough period i have to fight back constantly i have to battle against. Any, anyone, everyone, all the time, and then to produce something like this, especially in the final like this, score, my scoring power here tonight was incredible. I think only my doubles was absolutely shite, but unfortunately that happens. But then to even win it against a player like with it, with his form, it, it, I think it's only a credit to that. Yeah, probably. But I'm, I don't want to be rude, but I'm quite in a dominant period at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, no, to, to win the Premier League and now the match play, it gives me a great feeling and of course I wasn't favoured for this tournament, I wasn't 100% sure with myself, but then to produce something like this and be the player with, like Gurren Price, it, it means a lot, the world to me. That cheeky little
2: glint is back. I don't want to be rude but I'm in quite a dominant <laughs> period right now. <laughs> um, right, we are gonna play a few clips. No, right. We're going to, well, this this, this one was way back in this was way back in round one and this might have bite him and bite him in the arse.
5: The main challenge is me if there's the only person that can upset me winning this tournament. I don't I don't care who comes through the other side. It'll just be opponent and it'll be a losing opponent.
2: That didn't age well,
5: did it? Phil, Phil, I don't disagree with you. The main challenge that we spoke about in the day, and the reason he lost was his change of darts. The main reason he was going <laughs> to lose was him. The main challenge was him. He threw, I'm not saying he'd have gone true. on and won it, but it was the reason he lost.
3: you got oh. something against me today. God, get get your
2: hankies right. And to be fair, this came out of the blue. None of us were expecting this. This, this was a bombshell from Wadey. And um, all this is is just a little push past what I need to do to retire. Um, you know, with what the PDC have done to, to enable players like myself to do to, to what we do, it, the working class boy is never ever ever going to get another opportunity like we've, we've had. Um, so you know, it's it's quite a special time, it's quite a special place. Um, yeah.
3: Retirement's not in your mind
2: yet, though, is it? Sorry? Retirement's not in your mind just yet, is it? Yeah, it's not, it's not far off, my friend. It's not far off. It was the end bit of that that was the most worrying. The bit at the beginning where he said it was just another step to retirement, I get. But the bit at the end, Gob, did, did that bring a tear to
3: your eye? No, I was probably drunk. What day was this, Wednesday, Tuesday? Okay. I, out, I think... Um, (laughs) I think you could take what Wadey says sometimes with a large pinch of salt I think sometimes we forget how young James is because he's been around so long and the fact that him and Gezi are only about six months difference is is quite staggering really but actually we forget that because he's been in the game so so long and he's not a man who likes darts he's never really liked darts. He's just very good at darts and it earns him a good living. It's like me not liking my nine to five job for James. That's what that is. And he's ready to walk away comfortable, happy, go and tinker with cars and spend time with a family that given his mental health condition and his lifestyle in the past couple of years, there may have been a time when James didn't think that would happen.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It was interesting, so Wadey threatens to retire. I'd be
3: sad if he walked away, but I would, I would have begrudged
2: grudging. yeah, yeah, I get that. And then Nathan Aspinall does this, and at this point, I dropped the clip in our WhatsApp chat before it went out, and I can't repeat what Gob said. Here we go.
5: Um, but yeah, I've uh, I'm back in the top 16, and um, you know, you know what my aim is. I want to get back in the Premier League next year, but it's down to
0: me to, to prove my worth, and uh, you know, so far this week has gone well. Yeah, definitely. Because I think I belong in them. You know, no, no one deserves, no one should have them. Uh, It's down to me to to prove my worth to the board that you know you should put me in the Premier League, you should send me to to
5: to the World Series, and uh, rest assured over these next six months, I'm going to make it impossible for me not to go to Australia next year because that's all I want to do. You enjoyed that one, gob, didn't
2: you? Yeah.
3: I hate that that's where the PDCA pushed the sport. I absolutely despise it. The fact that at the second biggest ranked TV event of the year, the players are effectively begging for handouts to invite tournaments. They dominate the calendar way too much. Way too much. And they give them far too high standing for something that in the context of ranking and earning, earning it is a gift based on popularity contests. That's not sport. That's Wwe cost of a beauty pageant
2: <laughs> uh, and the, the the last one we laughing at? it's, it's true weird. it's true just frank everything it makes the problem easy then anyway here's Demi.
0: I don't know then they have to have qualifying criteria and they're not yeah, prepared to do that me. because then they get players um, that don't want there I know one thing for sure. Before we started, before we got here, before I even started the day yesterday, I was like me and Peter, this is going to be me and business, I've got to do business, I've got to be doing my job. didn't matter what sort of a player is in front of me, Peter Wright, Fango, blah, blah, blah. It's very simple, me and doing your business, I managed to do it, Mr. Miyagi, Peter Wright, was in front of me today i passed him i managed to do it i've got no idea what's going into his mind i really hope that before this tournament is in it i'll get a message from him i love that guy the bits i've learned a lot but yeah i've got one day get ready after today i know who i'm playing i'm gonna get ready for the next game after the tournament we'll see but right now back to business i still get that chance to go back to business that's incredible three semi-finals in a row at the match play after my debut come on no i don't i don't the only message yeah the only message i can say is pete mr miyagi whatever happened today i'm so proud of this it was hard work i've done it i hope you don't hate me sir I still love you, I've got a whole lot of respect to you, but winning this game, especially my reaction, shows how much of a respect I've got to you, sir, and now I just want to continue whatever I've just done, and I want to do better, not only whatever I've done today, I want to do even better in the next game. Mr. Miyagi, if you've got any lessons, any tips, whatever works for me, I'll take him on. I'll see you next time on the stage.
3: And then gives him a cheeky wink. I
0: think
2: he's got a couple of
3: tips for him. I think he's got a couple <laughs> of tips for him. One, stop calling him Mr Miyagi. And two, I can gather, I can gather, guess what Peter was thinking when he said. I don't know what he was thinking.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Um, so that is the, the, the men's match play 2022. It delivered. Mm. Fred World match play was sensational. But moving on to the women's event gents a lot of hype a lot of excitement around the first women's world match play sunday afternoon uh lisa ashton fallon sherrick lorraine winstanley eileen de Graff, laura turner Rianne griffin katie sheldon and chloe o'brien competed it was good boys before we dissect it it was decent
5: yeah it was it was very good there was the new be a lot of nerves from all eight. So I think from a standard wise, all eight would probably say that they can play better than what they're shown on that stage. In moments, the, the the levels, but I think overall, we've seen them on the women's series perform to a higher standard than what they did. And I think the majority of them would say that, but for still quality, it was still very high. There was moments of drama. There was um, some real good comeback fights. There was young talents that we've seen on TV for the first time. It, for me it was a very very good addition to the world match play that we already have to, to throw that in on a sunday afternoon um i think it's a great addition and i'm glad that they've announced that there'll be that to look forward to next year with the incentive of a place at the Yeah. yep um we'll touch on
2: the four quarterfinals we won't go through them in depth but um first one Lisa Ashton four 0 over Chloe O'Brien but that didn't tell the story. Chloe was in this game you could see eighteen at the match play that there were nerves there she missed some doubles early on um but Chloe can go on and be a real talent in the ladies' game um but Lisa got the job done
3: boys. Yeah in terms of action Chloe's is, is one of the more structurally sound in the women's game I think um, the extension's lovely, she brings it back to, to a decent position. She overleans a little bit. And if there is one criticism of her game yesterday, it's that she she threw a little bit quick for me. I think that but that was down to nerves. You're playing in front of in that venue, in front of that crowd, for the first time, on TV, it's completely different to PDC TV and a streaming board. I won't have anybody tell me yeah. the same thing. Um against one of the greatest female players of all time. There's a lot of pressure on a 19 year old shoulders, and I think sometimes there was just a, a, a tendency to get rid of the dart just a little bit quicker than she needed to. And I think that cost her a little bit. She dragged a few down. Um, but yeah, a, a professional job done by Lisa Ashton. Um, steady enough.
2: Yeah, I uh, think the graph, Disposed of Laura Turner, Boise. Look, let's be fair. Laura wasn't really in the game. Um, Eileen just continued where she left off at the last women's series.
5: Yeah, there was a there was a couple of leads early on where Laura had chances, but uh, Eileen's finishing was very good to begin with. Have we lost Dob. Um, Eileen's finishing was um, a touch of chances. Laura missed a few. Um, sorry, a storm was. But in this one. And it just allowed Eileen those. The set of play from Laura wasn't great. And it allowed Eileen the, the finishing. And Eileen played very well throughout the day. And it started with his performance over Laura.
2: Uh, yeah. Uh, Fallon Sherrick, Katie Sheldon. We all thought that if there was a banana skin, this was the one. Um, Fallon should have been tuning it up and cruising. Missed host of doubles. Let Katie settle. And look, Katie is going to be a force in the ladies' game. There's no there's no doubt about that, Gob. She, she is a very composed, cool customer for a young girl.
3: Yeah, this was the one that I was concerned about for Fallon when we previewed the show. And I think Katie held herself really well up on that stage for someone who is so young, so raw. Um, again, a couple of moments where perhaps that first start was a little bit quick, dragging down into that big one. But held her composure, got back in it a 2-2, Probably should have been 3-2 up, in, in all honesty. Um, but the recovery from Fallon up on that stage, she was the most consistent throughout the entire day. And, and this is where that really started for her. Um, and, and she she did what she does. She wasn't the best on the double. I think Fallon will know that going into any future yeah. event. But neither was Mark Van Gogh at times this weekend. Yeah. Uh, and
2: then Lorraine Stanley, Rianne Griffiths. This one swung one way, then the next... Uh, Lorraine should have been out of sight, mismatched arts, let Rianne get confidence, Boise, and we went all the way.
5: Yeah, I'm not quite sure how Rianne got three legs in this one. It should have been plain sailing, easy sort of 4 0, 4 1 victory. Um, but a lot of credit to Rianne because when she dot those, um, her finishing was spot on. Lorraine was just throwing better than her early on and should have been away. But if 75% on the jet, that says a lot about Rianne. Rufus, does one them chance It was two out of two, first two, and then I think missed one before the third leg. Um, but fair play to, to Lorraine because we've seen in the match play the rest of the week that them comebacks and as soon as someone levelled, even if they didn't have the throw, they tended to be favourites, whereas Lorraine was able to do enough and get over the line. Um, in what was probably expected to be a close game, but not in the way it happened. It was more expected to be led going on throw and it to be tight and maybe a six four seven fled, but not in the way that Lorraine run away with it and then just solid it at the end. Yeah,
4: so Ryan was...
3: had that a double at three nil, but she just found the first dart in the treble bed so much more consistency. And Lorraine went the other way for three legs. The fact that Lorraine held on on that deciding leg was bizarre for me, despite the fact that she had the throw. Um, I had Ryan massive favourite going into that final leg, given what had happened in the previous three legs. So, yeah, solid performance.
2: Semi-final, Eileen de Graaf beats the number one seed. The Lancashire Rose departed. But this, this, this was a good game. But for me, Lisa seems sort of lost some confidence on stage. She doesn't look the same on stage she does on the floor. We seen on the women's series, she, she mops up titles for fun. We see big averages... But that stage game just
3: seems to have disappeared at the moment, God, Potentially. I think it's the, the fact that in the majority of her performances, she's relatively unpushed. So when it does go tight and when it does go deep, especially in the women's game, she's not used to having anybody there for that. In the past, when, it, when that has happened for the last 18 months or so, it's been on the pro tour when she was in a little bit of decline. That doesn't tend to go her way. So when somebody does push her all the way, and she hasn't been able to go to that extra level and blow someone away early on, I think that's where it gets a little bit tight for Lisa at the minute. And look, Aileen is fantastic, solid dark player, and has been for a long, long time. Potentially is one in that category that should have won more. Um, And she produced a a quality performance to dethrone Lisa, especially up on that stage in a relatively favourable home crowd for Lisa. Look, she's not... Blackpool, she's she's more Bolton, but it's still her county, her, her neck of the woods, if you like. Still relatively short travel times compared to the rest of the country, etc. To, to go up there and do that from Aileen, I thought, was, was solid.
2: Yeah, um, And then the other one, Fallon Cherrick at 4-0. she was averaging around 96. Um, look, she took a foot off the gas and Kevin Lorraine a little, little chance, missed a few doubles, but for, for the beginning of this, this was as good as
5: we've seen Fallon and probably since the Grand Slam last year? Yeah, don't Um I think the nerves was with all eight players. Yeah, Lisa, we've seen probably and Fallon more than the others on TV. Um, but the nerves was with all eight. It's the first one at the match play. Everyone talks about getting there each year and we build it up as the race to the match play. What, a month sometimes, even longer away than that? So to have this as the first event, there was nerves there, and it seemed like that first aim was what Fallon needed to just get out the way, and it was a difficult opponent. But with this one, it was coming up against Lorraine, who had been in the battle with Ryan Griffiths fighting back at Denster, and Fallon just went into her own and didn't allow Lorraine <coughs> into the game. Um The disappointment, I guess, for Fallon was a was a doubles. By the end of the semi final, she'd missed twenty seven darts. And yeah, that shows that a 96 average that a story must have been pretty good for it to be around that mark. But there was there's just learnings that you need to take to t- around that Dublin, just that it wasn't to the level that we know she didn't achieve. But it was a it was an outstanding performance. Average doesn't average now doesn't show the level that she played in that semi-final. So the first women's world match play final was
2: contested between Aileen de Graaf and Fallon sherock and the Queen of the Palace is also now the maestro of the match play. And also, she needs to get to the gym because that trophy was heavy. She almost dropped it. I don't think she was expecting it to be that heavy. Look, it was a final that she dominated Gob. Um, from from 2 all, she just put the afterburners on and Eileen didn't really have the answers.
3: Yeah, look, when Fallon gets going, her A game is right up there, if not the best, in the women's game. Lisa has probably been that little bit more consistent on the women's series over the last 18 months than Fallon, but when Fallon gets going, her top game is is superb, and I'm, I'm not sure she produced it anywhere near as, as often here as she perhaps could have, um, but when she does hit those afterburners, the confidence, the finishing, she had that 1-4-2 at one point in the tournament that, that just never looked like it was going to be anywhere else. She's just so composed up on that stage, and the exposure that she's had to that stage in the past, clearly helped her this weekend, um, and, and long may it continue.
2: Yeah, look, it's just uh, just a great advocate for for, for the game. Um, surprised they went and got a replica trophy, or not replica, but, but the same, because look, that's yeah. not cheap. That's solid silver. Um, look, it, it shows that they're they're taking the game seriously. They could have easily just given them a a a different version
5: of it or, or whatever. Um, but look, for, for a base point, this was really good. Yeah. yeah. There's, all, there's, still, there's still a lot of people on social media. There's a couple who have mentioned in the chat room about the final being first to sit or it so all being played in one session. For me, just people need to consider the fact that this is the first PDC women's event. It was at Blackpool, one of the most iconic venues. It sold fairly well. Yes, it wasn't a sell but but once then it was the first event. It sold fairly well on a Sunday afternoon. It wasn't a, a primetime Saturday night slot. It, you know, it wasn't known to be with the, the match place still on. There's an awful lot of positives. Yes, the women's name is probably at 10% in regards to how much the name can grow. It can grow massive. And. Sunday was only the start of that from a PDC point of view in regards to televised events. Um, so for me, I, I think overall, it was a good tournament. It was it was well run. I thought the, the players played well under the pressure that they was under. Um, and to see Fallon come out on top, but also having a surprise finalist, I don't know if many people picked Eileen to be in the final, especially after her not being well the previous week. Um, I think overall it was a very good tournament Um, I see your point on the trophy, Phil, but for me, I think there should be something slightly different. (laughs) For it to look exactly the same, there should be a a difference of some sort. I'm not saying the value of it should be any different, but the the look and feel of it.
2: I I, I like it. That that was always one of the plus points about the Windmill World Masters, the fact that both trophies were exactly the same. So, I'm I'm a huge fan.
5: I I don't think Fallon's a huge fan because of the weight. (laughs)
2: I was going to say, almost ripped her arms off. That's fine. Um, let's hear from Fallon. And um, yeah, Robert, shout out to the uh, Aldrich pub in Blackpool. Um, let's hear from Fallon. That's also, Rob. That's awesome.
3: Mustang, do. Be the last. I suppose we spent most of the week. Because this one, I knew it was to get to the Grand Slam. And that's what I wanted to do, like, for definite. And I want to get to the Grand Slam. So I tried my hardest to try and win it. Just as soon as Lisa went out, I was like, OK, I have to win it. Um, it's what it is.
1: Yeah, I think
3: it is. To be fair, I'm not being funny. Like it's because it's such a small number of women that can actually qualify for it. Um, I think it's kind of making it. You know, women want to play. They want to play on the big stages. They want to play. You know, for money, like really big money. And you know, if because it's such a small, it's only eight. Um, so it hopefully it encourages more women, you know, to play in the women's series and kind of go. Do you know what? They done really well at that
5: competition. I want to be part of it. I want to try and get to Grand Slam and I want to try and get to the Worlds.
3: congratulations.
5: Thank you.
2: Fallon on the premier event in ladies darts. Um, we're gonna listen to the rain now. This, by the way, this was done beforehand this was done on the saturday oh, of
1: course it is because it's such an iconic venue isn't it um and to be fair up until the pdc giving us this opportunity through the women's series it's never been on the hit list because you never thought i would have the opportunity you know so of course once it qualified it was like oh this is another box i can take off you know so so it's amazing no no and this is this is what we've what we've been sort of striving for, and um, when I was chatting to Dan earlier on, it's the confirmation knowing that it's definitely going to be there. And that's all we've ever wanted. You know, for years it's always been a little bit, oh, is this going to go ahead, is it not going to go ahead? You know, so, so to know that it's set in stone, we know exactly what we're working towards, we know the cut-off and we know this and we know that, so it's so much easier to play when you're not worrying what you're trying to qualify for, if you like.
2: I
3: thought, I thought Lorraine spoke very well. Lorraine speaks very well all the time.
5: <laughs> yeah. yeah, correct.
3: Um. <laughs> when I was sat drinking with her, I told her that if her game ever gets as bad as her husband, she could go into punditry absolutely no issue. Oh, yeah, no, it was... It,
2: it was I bet that correct. one
5: did well with Dean. He
3: laughed it off, to be fair. Although, I do have a little bit of an exclusive. Stephen <laughs> Stanley told us he intends to go to Q school this year.
2: Interesting. Um, no, um, Lee, no, Anastasia hasn't um, retired. She'll be back playing soon. Um, but obviously, it, it did stir a debate about the the, the the split in the women's game at the moment. And let's be fair, there is a split. Let, let let's not hide from the fact there there is there is quite a split in the women's game right now, boys.
3: There is. And yeah. we've seen that with the WDF World Champion not participating so far as, as the first instance of that. We've seen players miss the last block. Trina Gulliver in particular, who was in the top eight positions to go and play for her county side over a weekend, whether or not that will go wherever. Um, and yeah, there is a, a big split at the minute. There's, there's different organisations vying for the right to be the home of, of women's darts, which hopefully shows there is commercial interest of outsiders as well. That can help the sport to grow the investment that it needs. Um, but it's all just look, splits are damaging. Splits have been damaging for eight ball pool for the last 20, 30 years. I've seen that one firsthand and seeing this continue again, it's just, just needs resolution. It's just power moves. It's like watching the conservatives try and run for their next, Leader, just fed up with it. Just want to see one person.
2: But it's never going to be harmony.
3: That there will never be harmony in the sport again. No. Not necessarily harmony, but there might be a point where a monopoly drives everyone else out, and that will be the PDC. But again, in my opinion, they have to become. A more sporting organisation. I get that they're the Professional Darts Corporation; they're not a governing body, they're an events company or, or whatever else. But if they're to remain as the top dogs of this sport, then they need to become more sporting.
2: It was interesting talking to all eight beforehand, and and I know everyone will say yeah, but they're in that environment, so they're obviously going to they're obviously going to big it up all of them said this is the future. The women's series, the way that they're, they're, they're doing it, the expansion as well, which we'll talk on in a minute, is the way forward.
5: Yeah. And and I think that's back to the point I mentioned, sort of probably the Dame being at what, about 10% of where the potential can be. That's not the players or anything like that. Not. I mean, actually the growth of the women's Dame with the PDC. Um, there's always going to be that divide. There's always going to be other organisations and there's there's always going to be players who potentially can put themselves in the midst for the PDC but don't want to do it. We saw it, you know, how many years with the question marks around Martin Adams, around BDO and PDC about someone coming over? There's always going to be people who, for whatever career choice, don't want to make that that leap and jump over. But it would be take the very, very strong argument for someone to say that the future of women's darts is away from PDC. Um, and I haven't really heard much of that argument from anywhere else. Yes, that can be the amateur level of stuff from it, but not the future of the top end of the game is with the PDC. They
2: got, they got, there was, there was people biting on Twitter yesterday. Interestingly, um, little Richard far from happy with Tony Martin's comments, which was, which, which, which was interesting. Um, but the, the the telling point for me is that everyone was saying about the lakeside that the money was more and agreed for a one-off tournament. But the fact that there is now a prize pool of one hundred and forty thousand pounds for the women for twenty or from now or for twenty twenty three the expansion of it is huge.
5: It's, yeah. it's huge, but it's only a, it's only a step in the right direction. There's still a long way for it to go. I.e. Oh, yeah, the 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 area for me is. We, we've we seen a, a dud tournament yesterday afternoon. But from a TV perspective, if it's not for Fallon and potentially Lisa looking at the rantings, the other sits, if you are just following it on TV, you might not see them again for another 12 months, which needs to be looked at. But God yeah, like it says, it's, it's just, it's, that's, yeah, that's but like the it's the start idea. of it. Right, but that's, that's, it, that's, that's, this is, this is not me. Yeah. yeah, this is me not comparing them, but I'm saying for the, the women's time to grow, we need to be seeing them more. That's not me saying PDC is better or worse than the WDF, because you know my view totally on who's better, but it's more around we need to see them more, not just on women's series. There should be more events, even if it's uh, Grand Prix final to do a little tournament of a there's only four in there initially and it grows, it's just growing. It who wouldn't like to see the, the women's match play having 16 players in a few years' time and it being spread across a couple of afternoon sessions? I'm just saying it's it needs to grow still. It's a good start, but it still needs to grow a lot more. Uh, yeah,
2: Lendl, that argument stands up in one respect for a one off tournament, granted. But the PDC have guaranteed the women 140000 pounds in prize money across a year.
3: Yeah, they have, but, but at yeah. this point, they haven't received that and that tour hasn't gone on. Before this tournament started, the premium event was the WDF World Championship. It holds more world it holds more ranking money and a more significant title. Whether you personally believe in the WDF or not, we've had this debate numerous amount of times. You can sit there, shake your head, whatever. Up until this moment. Until we, get, no, until we get a repeat, until we get a second Women's World match play, after a full tour, at this point, the WDF World Championship is still more significant. Not now that right. we've had this one-off, not as a one-off, and it's not going to be a one-off anymore, because let's be honest, until they saw how successful or relatively successful a lot of this tour had been, they still intended to be a one-off, right? The fact that it sold pretty well and was watched pretty well certainly helped the announcement that there is going to be an extended tour and there is going to be another women's world match player, more prize money into it, right? If if those things hadn't taken off commercially, they wouldn't, they'd have dropped it. You know full well the PDC would, because we've literally just had the same discussion about them being a business and and not a governing body. And if it's not making money, they're not going to chuck investment into it. Until we get that second cycle and a full cycle at 140K and more players leaving the WDF, you can't just say after one event, the PDC is now more significant. Because they don't have, I've said it, I've said it for a long The numbers time, to back that up.
2: I've said it for a long time. I, look, for me, and I and I don't hide. I won't hide behind this. I won't shy away from it. I, they're, they're lakeside champions. They're not world champions.
3: In sport, in the men, again, I completely agree with you. And we, we've had that, but in the women, where they've had no other home, at all, that is still the ladies' world championship. That is still where. The majority, excluding Fallon Sherrick for the last two years and Lisa Ashton when she had her tour card, every other female player in the sport that wanted or aspired to do anything in darts has gone via the WDF route to attempt to become world champion. That is changing, yes, but that has not significantly changed enough yet to say the PDCR, the be-all and end-all in women's darts because at the minute, they haven't taken enough of that women's market. There's still players far too loyal to it. It's like the early days PDC BDO. Oh, look, that, that, that will
2: always be there. Um, and like I say, Lendo, I won't I I won't call her a world champ. Lakeside champ, I'll go with, or amateur world champion. But just world champion, not for me.
3: So um, Lisa Ashton isn't a world champion.
2: Difference back then. This was the Why? first. Because was, under the BDO, they were still parallel.
3: Is Makura That's a world
2: point.
3: champion for winning the yes. title at the Indigo? Not the There's
2: Indigo. There's no one difference there. The, the first one I'd go with
3: the Indigo was a shambles. So Makura is a one time world champion and a one time Lakeside champion. A one time <laughs> no, Indigo
5: one-time champion. No, one time Indigo. Indigo. Yeah. I
3: just look at it. <laughs> this a, but he's the only Indigo champion then because everyone else is a Lakeside champion.
2: This was the WDS first world championship. Everyone's jumping on this bandwagon. It's just a continuation. They build it up as their inaugural world championship. So it doesn't have history. They build it up, and that was
3: their own thing. Little Richard They marketed Nick it wrong, and you know right? full well, because everything else well, is the previous came out
2: opportunity right, and said, this is our first world championship. So you then you can't go back. Leave your personal at the door. So you Over can't line go back. You then can't go back and dig up all the history about previous events when you've distanced yourself from it.
3: In terms and of marketing, they, they the, have the no choice. The video is and, a tarnished name, point. but whether they like it or not, that side of the game, that history in terms of titles and that tournament has always belonged to the WDF. The video ran it on their behalf. You can't ignore that. They, They They had to, they absolutely had to, to try and sell tickets and distance themselves from the absolute shambles of the BDO for the last couple of years. They had to come out and just say that this was nothing to do with the last one because nobody was touching it. Nobody still touched it. They didn't have a choice. And then they realised they didn't have enough content and they had to try and sell it somehow. Yes, the wording was poor, but you can't just keep using that one line to bash them over the head with it when the history of the women's game is there. The men's game, perhaps, after since the split, since 2010, granted. Way,
2: after the way we were treated at Lakeside and the way I was spoken to, I will bash them until the bitter end. And I don't even... That's not darts.
3: That's not
4: darts.
3: You're not talking darts. You're, you're talking personal relationships, and that's different. That's not what we're here to do. Just... <laughs> it isn't, is um, it? What's that? That's relationships. That's not darts.
4: Yeah, it is.
2: It's all good. It's got a chat room on fire anyway. Uh, I personally didn't lend all because I didn't, don't, don't do the graphics. It's the same as that argument is the PDC called Barney a five times world champion, but only called Duzza and... Bunting a lakeside champion. The world the world bit's gone. It's interesting. Um but the, the expansion of the Lady series is obviously a, a very good thing. Twenty four events next year. Match play race has already yeah. started will start in Germany. We presume so. We haven't
3: heard the numbers yet. Yeah, that's the thing I'm a little bit worried about, to to get us back down to a sense of normality. concerned about the numbers (laughs) in Germany because the last check, they weren't great. The fact that the cycle now effectively starts is, is decent. I'm a little bit concerned about what they're effectively saying now is that whilst the Women's World Match Play is the only TV event that exists for the women's, their calendar now runs... Summer to summer, which means that people going to Q School might second guess themselves if they want to crack at the match play and whatever else. If, if those schedules and order merits don't line up properly, then it might become a little bit more difficult. Um, but, but the growth of the tour is brilliant. And, and with that realignment, to be honest, I, I mentioned this on Twitter the other night, but I have heard, and we've been promised this a couple of times, granted. But I have heard that Bo Greaves intends to play from the next block now that she'll get a full run at the next match play.
2: Does that mean she, she's going to go to Germany
3: or the next block in the UK? As far UK? as I'm aware, I, I don't know. The, 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 word, the wording of the messages I got was just that she intends to play the next block.
2: And that's right. I've great.
5: also received similar the ones as well. Yeah.
2: It's great. However, I should have to change her habit slightly. Because you won't be able to do that at these events.
5: Well, I'll tell you yeah, I'll tell you. Some some <laughs> of the others might have similar rabbit to throw the dart. Yeah, she's yeah, not the done. only one who likes a special flaming ones.
2: She's the only one I've seen doing flaming ones
3: that are... <laughs> You can laugh, boy. See, it's fine. Right. A couple of questions in the chat room. Uh, Philip says, I reckon numbers might be better this time. Multiple German players want to play. Hopefully, but it's if enough of those play to prop it up. Last count I had was mid-40s. And if it doesn't reach 64, there are serious concerns that the PDC might pull it. Um, and look, Germany is easier to get to now. But the issue is that getting back out of Germany for a lot of the players who cannot book the Monday off, who work in whether this is a massive stereotype or not, more traditional teaching and nursing jobs, can't just book holiday at the drop of a hat.
2: Yeah, that, that's the issue. A lot of them, I know of at least 20, just speaking to them generally, they can't get home until the Monday is the issue. If they could get home on the Sunday night, they'd openly go. Um, but it's, it, it's the fact they can't get home until Monday. Like, didn't Corrine drop in commentary? She's not going.
5: I, I was out in the arena, so I didn't hear you.
2: I think someone said Kareem dropped in commentary she's not going either. Um so look, it'll be interesting. Um look, let's be fair, Fallon hopes he gets pulled because she can't play.
5: You, so I'd like to think now that I'd like to think now that she's in a fairly comfortable position for the Oh, yeah,
2: so she, 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 She's in a good position, but if you're a player, you don't want to miss a ranking event, do you? Unless you have to.
5: Yeah, totally.
2: Um, but yeah, no. Look, it's good. Um, as well, coming out of the weekend, it is going to be the Betfred World Match Play for another three years. That got dropped. Mid was it between sessions? They dropped
5: it. It's a clock on Sunday. It dropped.
2: Yeah. Which, I'm damn
3: pleased, it's not kazoo. I'm not. I'm not no, this, this conversation went a couple of ways. There is an awful lot of people out there that believe that the kazoo move was deliberate from the PDC to distance themselves from gambling companies. That wasn't How true. was it, Not
2: true. Kazoo just
3: stumped up a wheelbarrow load of cash compared to everybody else to get all over every single event that they could. Right? The gambling company still exists. They've still been a major investor in this sport and will remain to because as an industry they make a lot of money. At the (laughs) World's last
2: year we were speaking to the William Hill reps. This was before Kazoo was announced and... They said that they had a meeting with Barry a week before the, the world started and he told them what Kazoo's offer was. It was match this or you can't have it. And when he told them the price, it was four times as much as what Hills were paying. That's how much cash they dumped into the market. Has nothing to do with, moving away from gambling companies.
5: It's just the fact that they offered an absolute truckload of money. Yeah, but I I spoke to you yesterday, Phil, when this was announced. Obviously, I don't want to see betting companies in the sense of I'm someone who's been addicted to it. I haven't done it for a number of years now and it's still, you see, and it's not great to see. However, and it's a bit, however, the sport where it is today is partially where it is today because of the sponsorship that's done into the sport, which has predominantly been from betting companies. Unless the government then involved and stop betting companies from sponsoring events, just because to zoo sponsor 80% of the events now, if people are stupid enough to think there's not a betting stall at these events, then they don't have the events because they are still there as advertised. They are not just, they're just not the main sponsor of that event. But the reason that the zoo sponsor the majority is because they pay the most. It's not a decision that the PDC have made to say we're no longer using them. Otherwise, we wouldn't have had an announcement that Bet Fred and her sponsor in the next three years. It was a solely financial decision. And Buttis are going to continue to be involved in sport unless, like it says, it's a government rule to stop that. While that's in place, the money needs to be into the sport to generate the players willing to play. The player is willing to practice and put in the performances that we do, that we say. And for any other reason, the people think the sponsorship is what it is. There's one reason it is what it is and it's financial. So whoever pays the most will have their name on that title. It doesn't matter if it's a betting company, a a debt recovery company, or it's a tar company or a cleaning company or whatever other company in the country or world. It's all about who pays the most money. Whether you like that company or not, that is always going to be the case.
2: Also, as well at the Premier League, although it was the Kazoo Premier League, William Hill were the official, bat, official betting partner, and they still had their name on the stage. Yeah. So they
3: still, think, took money we'll off still them. get that. Yeah, and look, the thing is, the only way that the UK changes for me away from either Kazoo or a betting company is one of two things: one, you get a premium blue chip company like a Sony or a McDonald's or, or, or a global conglomerate come in, offer to sponsor the PDC. And at that point, they might as well buy the PDC, right? And say, we're just going to buy a sports tour because that's how much that sponsorship would probably cost a company of that size, a Coca-Cola, for instance, to go and just put Coca-Cola across all of darts and just be there. Or the Saudi Arabian government come in and they start trying to use darts as the as their next sport that they target after golf and boxing at that point. We're probably going to have the same issues as we do, if not more, than what we do with a betting company. So it's a part of it might be better the devil, you know, and just make sure that as the PDC, I think they should do a little bit more, personally, if you are going to use betting companies to ensure that safer gambling goes on and that there is signposting for those that struggle with it. But you also have to look at emerging markets. The USA and the Netherlands in particular are now relaxing their gambling laws. These are hotbeds for bookmakers and and betting companies to now go and throw money into sponsorship that they haven't been able to do in those areas to grow it. The Netherlands has finally opened up, and the 365 Masters is is there to stay, I reckon, for the foreseeable, because sports book betting in America has only just really taken off. Oh, the North American market is absolutely huge
2: and booming right now. Huge. There's literally states applying every day for the same licenses. It's only... I think it's 14 states have got sports licenses at the moment, but the applications are going in all the time from, from the others is the thing. So that is, that's a huge area. Um, And like you say, the fact that 365 never sponsored might back in the early days, but certainly haven't sponsored a PDC event for years, did the North American one is that shows you how big that market is to the companies now. Yeah. Um, LP LPML says Or oh, a metal detecting company That would be amazing
5: <laughs> Yeah I missed them off my list My apologies
2: uh, <laughs> yeah, no, no, was... <laughs> um, So that was Have we missed anything off the match play boys? Sky was stupid You've said that a lot yeah, look, the, the, the timing schedule Yeah felt just felt like you needed to say
3: it at least that. one more time Oh, yeah, no, no,
5: all, the, all the timing, on. no one got no all, one all got the i'm gonna add to all i'm gonna add into a blackpool conversation for um nine days is dart players and nightclubs worth that's all i'm saying that's my one line it worked. oh yeah but, but then it's, it's gonna
2: happen again next year <laughs> don't worry i met me in blackpool to Beth, I didn't touch a drop of alcohol the whole 10 days.
3: That explains why you're so stupid tonight. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: right. There was an email floating around at the Weekend gob. Yeah. But it, look, you, we, we can't ignore it because it's No. no, where are we? Find,
3: oh, was massive. It's massive, isn't it? Oh, yeah. It is massive. To be fair, yeah. it feeds into a little bit of a conversation we had earlier. We, we could have dropped in at uh, that point. And, and basically, the, the email that we've seen or, or, or got hands on or a copy of is, is one from Tommy Thompson of the... England Darts Organisation on behalf of um, Tri Nation, so England, Scotland, and Wales towards the WDF, basically saying that their belief in their product is is diminishing and their inability to run more ranked events in comparison to competitors such as the PDC, the ADC, seniors, etc., who have basically set up their stall as every single event means something and every single event carries ranking events and a clear progression path and, and that is lacking in the wdf slash um tri-nations part of the game and, and their inability to to hand out ranking points at every event that they wish or, or seek to run um is, is damaging that <laughs> we
5: and, lost
4: him and, and, and
2: gone. uh I'm guessing it's loud. Yes, I, I was on the J2O and the Cherry Pepsi Max.
5: And the monster.
2: Oh, there, was, there was plenty of monster. Um, but yeah, the, um, whilst Gob sorts in and out, this, this email was, was interesting as well, that he didn't hide who he CC'd in either. So it was obviously sent to all the powers that be at the WDF, Nick Rolls, uh, Richard Ashton. Um, Bill Hatter, but then also, interestingly, Matt Porter, Dave Allen, Peter
3: mann it was, it was a weird list of people CC'd in, God. I thought it was quite bold mm-hmm. to CC some of them in to then slag off their intentions with the women, his game, and the product.
2: Yeah.
5: It was a bold move, um, yeah. Very bold.
2: Yeah. And to be fair, he does reference the golf factor at the moment that obviously you spoke about a minute ago, that I can't help but think this email was sent for two reasons. One, self-importance, but also two, that listening and reading it, it's it's a long read, but there genuinely are some very good points he's made in there as well.
3: There are are good concerns in there, and I think they've been long-wind standing for the game for a while. The issue I've got is, one, it didn't really offer any solutions. It was more of just a moan. And two, I I still have an issue with with taking direction or opinion from a man who was involved in the BDO at the start of its decline, who has attempted to remain at the top level in decision-making and boards and, and be voted in and when not, become effectively leader of the opposition and, and just try and pick holes and stuff at time as and when he can I, I've never met the man this is all partly opinions that I formed from various forums and debates and, and reading the history of the game and, and the sport and, and taking on opinions from various people at that level of the game or that know that side of the game a lot better than I do and I just don't get it I don't really get why Tri-Nations exists at the minute. They were set up as a group that wanted to be those that ran the BDO or effectively took over from them with the running of the county game, etc. They lost any vote significantly or counties elected not to go that way. Scotland went their own way, which is a bit of a hot topic in Scotland in pretty much everything at the minute. Um, and I, I just don't get it. I don't really get what they do now. They run a few events and, and dish out the odd WDF ranking points, but... I suppose they've got the international teams as well, but I guess that gets a bit blurry between Tri-Nations having three of them and then your individual England Arts Organisation, Scotland Arts Organisation and Welsh Arts Organisation as well. They're either a joint organisation or they're not. And to have people on them individually and then as a whole group, I think is a bit of a conflict of interest as well. It's all a bit messy and all a bit politics. I don't really like politics.
2: Unfortunately, that, that that's where the game's at, at at the moment, unfortunately. Yes.
5: I think it might be for a, for a long while as well.
2: Yeah, no, I, I agree. And look at, especially with the emergence of the ADC, that when the mad when the mad concept happened, um, there was still a lot of good things. But they tried to run a marathon before they could walk. they had gone back to the drawing board, stripped it back, rebranded it, whatever you want to call it. But for amateur players in the UK at the moment, look, this is going to get spread out. No doubt, as it says in this email, he brings this up as well. But right now, for the amateur player in the UK, the ADC looks a very, very good option.
5: Yeah, it it looks like a good option, but there's plenty of options for the amateur with the live lead, with WDF. There's plenty of field, and it's just making the decisions of what's right for these players. Because... There's not huge feathers in these these organisations in regards to the amount you play to so the, the amount you can win. Obviously, I know use Jim for an example who won um, six thousand pounds the weekend. Next to then the live lead, he's got to then be batting in a few weeks' time. So it's looking at managing what's right for you from a from a player based in the UK right now. The amateur game is probably the best because you can go and enter ADC WDF live lead if you're fortunate enough to be invited there is opportunities out there but there needs to be a leading figure in the amateur game that's where we'll be in this sort of political sort of point at the moment of what the saying is right and wrong and the email sort of that's the email's just a, a rant There's no solution in there. I've not seen any line that's sort of a solution for for any of the arguments. Uh, And that's probably the disappointing thing. It's just like someone telling you off and not telling you what to the right. Well,
2: to be fair, reading between the lines, he was was more worried. or The way it comes across is they are more worried about the ADC than anything at the moment in terms of the amateur game in the, the UK because they referenced the global director quite a lot. And uh, I th- I'm, I'm paraphrasing that. I haven't got that in front of me. But it was along the lines of, they're just going to put their events on when they want and to hell with anyone else. I'm paraphrasing that, but it was along along those lines, God, wasn't it?
3: Yeah. Yeah. Because they can. They're not restricted by anyone else. They're just going to crack on. There's no real regard for other calendar events, because the way each event and each organisation see it is that, what they're doing is the best for their players those that are on those tours if you like tours are the way for tours are the way forward dragging yourself to the ass end of nowhere for a hundred pound knockout whilst financially is okay for you it doesn't get you anywhere there's no direction to it yeah canberra sands has gone i used to holiday at canberra sands don't don't get me started and, on pontins sean and, and to be fair
2: wolfie said this at the seniors when he said about the WDF not being reactive and that they're stuck in, a, stuck in a rut where all they'll want to do is the Scottish Open, the Romanian Open, the Belgium Open, where people have got to fork out a lot of money travelling for potentially nothing. Or even if you win it, it may just tr- ca- cover your travel costs is the thing. So like Gob said, if you're doing a weekend block of tours and stuff like that, playing multiple events across the weekend, that, that seems to be ticking a lot of boxes at the moment for people.
0: Yeah.
3: It's certainly hard to disagree, especially when the future models seem to be moving away from your holiday resort style things. You don't have to book entire weekends somewhere. You can sort hotels in, Big cities. Manchester's been a favourite so far, which has plenty of accommodation options, professionally run events that don't go until two AM, so you can get in and out and, and travel if you need to, and you, And it's just done right. I, I am, still, sure. despite yeah. all this, I am still incredibly worried about how diluted the sport is, whilst having millions of options for scott williams has been a great thing for the last few months every single ambition every single organization involved in darts and involved in anything is there to grow and and capture a bigger market and, and be better and evolve what they do if anyone stands still they get overtaken that's how any business model works so everybody's going to be constantly competing for a bigger slice of the pie so at some point everyone's playing nicely everyone's in their lanes but somebody's ambition is going to be bigger than what they've got right now and we're going to see another battle. It's inevitable. We already are. are. Yeah. But it it will get even messier.
2: It will will get even Um, messier. Completely. Especially when the people at the top of the organisations in the amateur game have absolutely no will to work with each other.
5: That's that's the biggest the biggest problem. It's not, and part of it isn't the fact of working together. It's just communicating with each other about when these fit. Because yes, they are businesses, but it's also the livelihood of players. Because you've done have a lot of the, a number of the players, not a lot, sorry, a number of the players, are players who have, who have been professional and are dropping out now, and some of them don't have jobs. Their job is is darts, so they've got a lot of other ways to make that living. And when there's that lack of communication and sort of organisation between all these companies, it can have any impact on the livelihoods of some of these and the earnings of some of these players. Um, and that's just the people who dropped Only off into the players who are, who are coming from the other end of the spectrum who are trying to grow to then become professional. And here it just, there needs to be a, a leading amateur, but like I say, this sort of debate, political point of view from amateur games here for a long time, unfortunately. Um, and that all come to an from when BDL started going downhill. Without mentioning the names, you know who I'm <laughs> on about. Which one? Uh, I don't even I don't even want to them the the time of day to mention their names, but you know who I'm on about. So, I think
3: the ones you're all thinking of weren't the ones that started it going downhill. They were the ones that buried it. But they yeah, they but like they were the ones that
2: it. They were the ones that tapped the nails in the coffin, but the, the coffin yeah. was already being being lowered before that. Yeah,
4: yeah. Uh,
2: weekly arts cast. You you are correct. There is a new premise being built at the moment. I'm not sure of a completion date, but yes, changes are ahoy. Uh, speaking of the live league, Jim McEwen won Champions of Champions week. Thirteen unbeaten at one point, he played Shorty amazingly Mack well. Must
1: have been Surely oh, was. was sweating.
2: Surely Matt was sweating when, <laughs> when, when, when Jim was on thirteen not out. He was sweating. Um, Graham Usher went
3: berserk at one point as well.
5: That was ridiculous. No doubt. Really
3: Congratulations ridiculous. to him and to Henry for calling was... that in as well. Actually,
5: oh, no, Dad, That dart, one, but... one six, seven yeah. finish. 2-0 behind them, then them Forton plus chet outs is stand-out anyway. Add to that add to that, a nine after I was in that mix and then a 167 It's like... But, well, yeah, my you shout out to Henry and Charlie as well who pulled in his first nine. Yeah, indeed. Um, right. We are, we're
2: going to fit some questions in. Whilst you get your questions in, boys, Right. Like, what else have we got? Uh, Paul Lim. Paul Lim. Back-to-back wins.
3: Very good from him. And I saw stats breakdowns or numbers of averages from over the weekend and it was great to see that it was of a level higher than what we've seen from him recently. I've been a little bit disappointed with Paul in the seniors because I don't what he's capable of, especially when you see him play World well Cup with, with Harrieth. That performance level has been... Higher than what we've seen on, on the on the senior stage. Um, but that certainly looked like he was back trending in the right direction.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Whether or not he's
3: got enough events to be able to qualify for the lakeside or the WDFL championships in 2023, given how little there is in Asia at the minute and that there's still significantly behind the majority of the world with COVID. We've seen the PDC adapt their strategy for world championship qualifying, etc. It's a different matter, but...
2: Yeah. Um, Bob, the Lively started the morning. Uh, Mondays are back um, and... In Group A, Keelan K, Robert Owen, Yella Klassen, Colin Osborne, David Pallet, and Lee Cox. Um, Keelan K played really well today, averaged 90 across the day. To
4: just... be
3: fair... Come on, boys.
2: Come
5: on, Phil. Now that I okay. I, I, was I was looking say, at oh, questions. Okay. <laughs> yes, that was always
3: That was always happening.
2: Um, Paul him, we have tried to get him in the live league when he was over for the seniors we couldn't, couldn't make it happen but the conversations are ongoing so yeah also as well pencil it in I don't know the exact date but someone in October the two nights both making a return to competitive action in the live league in the same group <laughs>
5: Chris Mason
2: will face Paul Nicholson.
3: (laughs) Am I just penciling in the entire month, by the way? (laughs) Um, You can't open that conversation with pencil it in, but I don't know when.
4: What do you
2: mean? Yeah. Um and I think Webby's down to do comms on it, that one as well. So you would have Webby commentating on Nico
3: against Mace. <laughs> Superb. Uh, we finished the poll, by the way. And uh, 187 votes, 68%. Philip Douglas Taylor is the goat. End of.
5: End of.
2: Uh, how will we taste the yeah right we're going to go we're going to do five minutes of Fergie time so questions in
5: what yeah one, one I'd seen earlier and I did comment back to Jamie saying we'll come back to if we had time so I thought it was a very very good question about Derwin Price does Derwin Price limit his own ceiling by being so reliant on tops and tens and does he need a plan B because we see him <laughs> we see we that's all he does for and let's be honest, a lot of the time on the twenties, it's ridiculous, and sometimes it's even better on the tens. But if it's not worth it, he still stays there.
2: A year ago, yes, but actually in the match play, I remember hitting him. I remember seeing him hit 24, 8s and sixteens more than I have in a long, long
3: time. Is it enough? I don't know, Wadey's become a little bit more adaptable in the last couple of years or so, and I certainly think that that's made him a little bit more effective. The issue for me isn't a plan B on the outer ring, because Gezi and and James are up there with two of the greatest double top hitters and double 10 hitters you will ever see. It's if they're doing everything in their power to leave those, and the setup shot isn't there. If it's costing them a a double... Because, for instance, from 61, they've tried to go treble seven instead of being comfortable enough to go 25, 36 and have two darts at it. If If they're costing themselves opportunities because they're busting their ass to leave that as a finish, that's the issue. In terms of leaving it or going back to it as their preferred route from a 101 and picking treble 21 tops instead of treble 29, double 16, then no. That's just what they They do it so often. They practice so often. And where they're so adept at both, if they had a bad cover, I could understand it, but I've never seen either of them fall off tops and tens at the same time. If they fall off one, the other one's there to bail them out.
2: Um, Just quickly, someone else has asked about Group B. So Group B will be Aaron Monk, Jamie Kelling and Nick Kenny. Group C debut for Adam Atkinson, uh, Jamie Durrant returns, and the bear Tony Newell.
3: Nice lineup for that.
2: Um, Phillips says, "Do you think that there will ever be, uh, or do you think there will be many changes to the field for the World Grand Prix compared to the match play?" Let me just get Dart's
3: rankings up and have a look. I've not even looked at Dart's rankings tonight. I'm I know. Ridiculous, a show. Well, why um, don't that? I replied to Jim. I'm not in show bottle this week, mate. I am working that one from home because the wedding I am at. <laughs> it's uh, not a because the Monday wedding, I wouldn't be back in time for. Um,
5: Mond- so, yeah, Is a Monday. Did Monday wedding. So, uh. Question number one. Are you not joining us on stream from where the wedding is? And um, will you be tuning in? I mean, Sorry, these I mean, were just I'm all... The... So I, might, I might be done by then. You never know. I, I might d-
3: still have these were,
5: just, these were just all the questions I had, so I'm just repeating them back, just to make sure that you're, okay. you're getting the same Brilliant. So are, are you um, going to be joining us at Einstein? What time's the wedding? One o'clock. So we'll see you at Aids. Problem it's solved. Their first dance was like, half
3: six. Please. I could be out of there and back by eight. Don't worry about that. I don't,
5: to, be honest, to be honest, I don't think you need to be involved in the first dance. It should be all right, even if it was at eight thought, mate.
3: <laughs> I'm singing for it after my renditions this weekend on karaoke. Let's hope not. Blackpool's never seen such a good living on a prairie. unrivaled. Um, will God ever commentate on the live league?
2: Uh, possibly. With the, the amount of scheduling clashes never, that right? are coming up, <laughs> With the, the amount of scheduling clashes that are coming up over the next eighteen months, I wouldn't rule anyone out
3: or in. It won't be before Christmas. Ain't got any holiday left. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, Mention uh, karaoke and Henry appears. No. <laughs>
2: Quick one. We, we, no.
3: we
2: forgot to do it earlier. Biggest losers from the match play.
3: Oh Christ! What have you done to me? Um, Biggest losers. I don't want to call anybody a loser. I've called enough people stupid.
5: Who, who, I was, who I was most disappointed with is probably the better way to word it, instead yeah. of calling someone a loser.
2: <laughs> that th- there were huge losses in the rankings. So people that lost great
5: places just from a from a level of performance it's very hard not to mention Talon Reeds. him losing to Dimitri isn't a surprise because of record of Blackpool but the the manner of the performance um, and to be honest that sort of goes back to We've spoke about Talon before in the regards to how brilliant his A Dame is. A-Dame, is if, if it's into that category of A Dame being ridiculous, B Dame not to the standard of where it, other players can still win dames with their B Dame. Um, this probably wasn't even his B Dame. He'll say he was miles down that list, and it was just it was just disappointing. There's gonna be conversations around or excuses around the heat that day it was ridiculous, and but it was just, it was probably the most
3: disappointing.
2: That's not going on. No. um, Now my karaoke song, I've got a couple that I can't, I'd love to be able to sing, but I'm tone deaf. However, I do like a bit of Brian Adams' Summer of 69. Always goes down well. Or a little bit of The Killers, Mr. Brightside.
3: Our group had some absolute belters. We had New York, New York, as you do. Um, Natasha Beddingfield, unwritten, went down an absolute treat. There was an attempt at uh, uh, apologise by Timberland and One Republic. That was a little bit high for him, bless him. Um... Yeah, that was about it. I can remember off the top of my head. Uh, biggest disappointments for me. Uh, look, it's difficult not to put Damon Hatter in that conversation because hype, hopes were quite high for him. Like Joe Collins, a Masters champion, and it was a dark away from winning the Premier League because he was so quick to remind everybody in similar fashion to Nathan Aspinall. But the bookies had Damon Hatter favourite, and to just not get going was a little bit um, disappointing for him. Um, also, Chris Dobie fr- from 8-2 up. Look, the, the recovery from Rob Cross and, and the dogged nature of, of Cross means he's never really out of a game. But it's another one of those that just slip for Dobie when he just needs that result or that spark or that game to, to get him back towards that top 16 because his A game is certainly up there at that level. Um And... I suppose the biggest disappointment of them all was that Hollywood as a walk-on song is now gone and we've got all of the lights instead. That
2: yeah, not, that, was the <laughs> that was the biggest highlight of round one. Starts, it was Turn up and that was amazing. Yeah, um, but don't no, knows how
3: much I love that song.
5: The biggest highlight oh, of round one. Really? Biggest, <laughs> no, biggest highlight funny. of 2022. <laughs>
3: Um Get right,
2: guys. I tell you what, what an absolute cracker of a show tonight, boys. We knew it was gonna be fun.
5: Stupid
4: <laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> to be able to explain another time.
2: Yeah. Um, But the live league returns tomorrow morning, 9.30, Group A. Uh, Keelan K leads the way played some really, really good stuff. I'm going off to get some content as well tomorrow. So keep your eyes peeled for that. Uh, Also, a couple of exhibitions at the back end of the week. So there'll be stuff from there uh, as well. Keep your eyes peeled for seniors news this weekend from
3: the second Open Series. Second Open Series in Shield Bottle. Entries for over 50s close on Thursday night, 11pm. Ranking points to be collected on offer. Um, Yeah, Unfortunately, like I just said, I'm I'm not there, but hopefully we'll get a good turnout. Um, Yeah. It feels weird because there isn't a TV event for seniors until February next year. Everyone just presumed the tour had shut down a bit, but um, there is still goings on we've got event two now we've got event three coming up in manchester and then the tour re-get going in november with the qualifier for the world championship
2: there we have it everyone we have been online darts phil bars jack garwood lee Boyce, and thank you everyone in the chat room who has spent the last two hours or so with us it's an unbelievable show remember this will be available as an audio tomorrow at some point point. Uh, but thank you very much for your support. It's us checking out Blackpool, done and dusted, and we will see you all very, very soon.
0: Acast powers the
1: world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend.